Welcome back to episode 15 of the As You Go podcast. My name is Jonathan. And I'm Emily. And together we are the Martin family. And we're (laughs) so glad to have you back on for another episode. Um, Thanks for joining us. We have loved getting to have these conversations with you as we continue to explore what it looks like to worship God together in our homes with our families. Uh, We've been talking a lot about worship and singing and family worship And today, we are really excited to kind of continue that conversation, but also include a little bit of God's Word, or not a little bit, we we have been talking about God's Word, but we're going to more intentionally talk about singing God's Word, and we're going to be talking about uh, not only scripture songs, which is what Emily and I tend to write, but also scripture memory songs that will hopefully be helpful for your kids, but also for you. And so... (laughs) What we're going to do today is we're going to invite one of our friends on um, from, she's from Florida, or she lives in Florida, originally from Nashville, Tennessee. Her name's Molly Lockwood. She's a super good friend of ours. In fact, Emily, I would say she's like one of your bestest of best friends on planet planet Earth. Earth. (laughs) We're excited to have a conversation with her in just a minute. Um, But Emily, like, how do we... How do we know Molly? So our, our guests can know her just a little bit before we get on yes. this podcast so with her. So Jonathan and I met Molly our freshman year of college at Belmont University here in Nashville. Molly's actually originally from Louisiana, but we all found our way to Nashville here in college 13-ish years ago. Met her there. Um, Jonathan, you were friends with Molly before I was. And, well, first uh, of all, I think it's been almost 15 years, actually. Oh, my Atlanta. But yes, yes I was... I got to know Molly I think before you did not much before but a little before you introduced me to Molly mm-hmm. uh, and then Molly and I were roommates uh, sophomore year and then we just all became friends then with her now husband Patrick who was mm-hmm. also in college with us he was my roommate um, they were both in our wedding both and our we wedding. were in theirs and uh, a really unique part about our relationship with Molly and her husband Patrick is that right when we got out of college we've mentioned this earlier on the podcast but we jumped into full time music ministry straight out of college as newlyweds with Molly and Patrick Lockwood. We got in a big stinky van and we traveled the country with a couple of other of our dear friends and shared songs full of God's word together for three straight years as our full-time income for both of our families and then two of our other friends. We lived and worked and did ministry with these people for three and a half, three, three and a half years. Oh my goodness. Straight. It was an adventure. It was Tons of fun is what got us started in the ministry that you now know that we have today. Um, That's where it all started was with these friends. So these are some of our best friends in the whole world. They know us probably better than anybody Mm -hmm. else. They've seen us since the beginning of our relationship and they've seen us as we've hopefully grown and matured a little bit over the last 15 years. Um, And we've gotten to grow as parents together. As we were traveling all together, Molly and I actually were pregnant and carried our our two oldest boys, uh, our Judah and their eldest, Eli, uh, basically until we were going to pop and couldn't travel anymore. Um, (laughs) And it was at that point that both of our families uh, went into different seasons of life and ministry and um, 
and Molly and Patrick now serve at a church full time, but they've continued in a songwriting ministry together under the name The Lockwoods uh, with just incredible songs that are full of the word and just testimonies of God's faithfulness in their lives. And Molly in particular, we're bringing her on today because she uh, has a beautiful ministry called Honey for the Heart Songs, and it's a scripture memory song ministry that has incredibly blessed our family and we know will bless you guys families as well so we're really excited to have her today excited to have this conversation yeah one of the things that we love about the Lockwoods and that we we just really resonate with them on this shared passion for God's word in music and uh, Molly's continuing in that with her songs and we love her scripture memory songs and so we're gonna talk to her about that today about her songs but also just about the importance of scripture memory and how to do it with your family, how to do that with your family. So why don't we go talk to Molly? Well, we are so excited to introduce you to our dear, dear friend, Molly Lockwood today on the Hello. podcast. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. We are so excited to have you as our first official guest. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor. We're, we're all probably hiding in different rooms in our houses because it's, you know, quiet time for all of our kids <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, just glad that we could steal you away for a little bit. Um, I already told everybody about how we met you and just our history together in ministry and songwriting, uh, but I'm really excited for our friends here at the podcast to get to know your background, um, what like for you and specifically uh what memorizing scripture looks like with your family through song because that's what your music ministry honey for the heart is all about Mm. Um, i'm gonna get into that in just a little bit but before we even go there just to give everybody a little feel for your personality and who you are (laughs) i have a couple of one word answer questions that i think you could answer for everyone just one word just one one word word. (laughs) okay so make it good (laughs) okay oh gosh pressure all right the first one's easy ready number of kids four yep enneagram type four as well (laughs) favorite time of day all i mean um really all times of day but i guess early morning that's two words but we'll take it (laughs) coffee or tea both (laughs) i knew that answer i was like dang it that depends on the time of the day too yes a good one favorite book you've read this year okay This was hard. It is not one word. It's called, it was a fiction called My Name is Asher Lev by Chaim Patak. It was amazing. More description about that. Okay. That's exciting. Favorite flower? Uh, I'm going to say peony. Mm. Molly has a bouquet ministry in her neighborhood, so she probably has a lot of favorites. Um, yes, I do. Go to comfort snack. Um, that is actually so funny that you asked because you already asked me about coffee and tea, but I love to have a cup of tea with honey in the afternoon. That makes me feel so comforted. That doesn't surprise me, but I I love that. I didn't think that you would say tea. I love it. What is your best quarantine pastime with your kids that is not screen time? Ooh, oh man. 
Any nuggets of wisdom? <laughs> One mm. nugget of wisdom. I would say um, playing at playing down at the lake or playing with neighbors and giving them scavenger hunts and obstacle courses to do with the neighbor kids. Oh, that is brilliant. I have not done a scavenger hunt with our son Judah, but I would love to do that. I'm going to have to so get fun. some of your tactics. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> um, last question. What, sure. Do you have a family, a favorite family uh, worship or devotion resource that you've used so far with your boys? Am I allowed to say God of Generations or do you want me to say a different one? <laughs> Only if it's truthful. <laughs> you did not pay her to say that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'll give you that one and another one because I'm sure all of your listeners have already checked out God of Generations. It is truly the the best, most comprehensive thing that we've done together because it has prayer and singing a beautiful prayer prompt and um, a short accessible devotion I love I love them so much I think they're so excellent you guys but the other one I was going to say is the other one I was going to say is the book The Ology or Theology by Marty Mikowski Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I just bought that for us, and we're about to probably start it in the fall. And I bought it because you did. So I'm really oh. excited to get that started. We will definitely put that in the show notes, too. Yes, um, yes. Well, before we go into a little bit of your history, would you just tell us a little bit about your family, where you guys live? You've already told us you have four kids, but would you tell yes. everybody about the Lockwood family? Sure. Okay. We live, we lived in Nashville, Patrick and I did, um, for 13 years and we just moved down to Winter Haven, Florida two years ago. That's central Florida. And, um, we took a job as worship leaders here, um, at a church called Redeemer, a local church. And we are both, um, Patrick and I are both creatives to the core, um, which is fun and a little disorganized and disheveled at times, but we, um, <laughs> we're a motley crew, I say, but we have four <laughs> boys and we love to be outside. We love to make music together. We love to, uh, read and, um, I love to cook and garden. We really love to be at home. Um, so that's a little bit about us. And your homeschooling family. Yes. Um, we homeschool. Which is also unique yep. about you guys. And, mm -hmm. You didn't say it, but I just have to mention that you do have four boys under the age of seven, which yes. <laughs> basically makes you a superhero. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I will vouch for that. I will just go ahead and say that. Um, <laughs> well, in terms of family worship, what was, before you got married, your childhood, what was your concept before you had kids of what family worship or family discipleship? Um, what, what did you assume that would look like? Did you have any context for that? That's such a great question. I, um, I grew up in a home with one believing parent and one non-believing parent. So I definitely never experienced a whole family, family worship. And I also never really heard the phrase until I was an adult family mm -hmm. worship. So, <clears throat> um, but what I did have was an extremely intentional mom who, was always reading the Bible with us. We were not homeschooled, but she took every opportunity to pray with us and read the Bible. I remember that on our way to school in the car, she prayed for us and prayed over us the whole way to school. 
And then early in the morning as we ate breakfast, she would usually read from the Proverbs or, you know, she would read scripture to us. Um, we also did little Bible studies for kids through um, precept ministries when I was a kid. And um, we didn't necessarily have organized family worship time, but we did have worship music playing on the on the CD player, like the stereo, the home stereo all the time. And um, she was always, you know, singing and worshiping while she cleaned the house and stuff. So mm -hmm. while we didn't have an organized family worship time, I would say that seeing my mom, you know, pray and sing and read the Bible was something that definitely kind of got, got into me, got under my skin, you know, just seeing her example. That's so mm. beautiful. We've, I mean, I obviously know these things about you, but we've talked a lot on the podcast already um, just about how family worship is about so much more than a specific time that you sit down and open the Bible together, but it's an as-you-go discipleship journey of making the things of God and the words of God and the songs of God um, to feel like home for your yes. family. Yes. And I know that that's what your mom did for you. And, and I remember when I met you in college, that was one of the first things that I noticed about you was that you felt comfortable just dipping in and out of prayer in conversation. Scripture mm. would just find its way to your lips in opportune moments. And you have always been the friend that if you come over to my house and I'm having a bad day, you hop on the piano and you're like, let's sing. <laughs> um, worship and prayer in scripture has, was, it's, always been a way of life for you as long as I've known you. And it's just beautiful to hear that testimony of how your mom made, made that a homey thing mm -hmm. uh, in your life and a normal thing in your life of faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think it was just kind of an overflow out of who she was. Yeah. We, and we've talked about that some on this podcast of just um, how really the goal even more than, I mean, we obviously want to be intentional and diligent as much as we can, but really the goal is just like making things like prayer and scripture reading and music, like a normal part of our lives. And so absolutely, I, do you feel like that really contributed to it feeling so normal for you as you got older to just pour out those kinds of things? Absolutely. I mean, I never, I never thought God and prayer and the Bible was like this other compartment of my mom's life that was separated mm. from everything else. It was just, it wasn't its own little, own little, you know, 10 minute spot in the day. It was like mm -hmm. Emily said, it was just kind of overflowing out of her all the time because it was, you know, it was her love. And I think that our loves, mm. you know, spill out onto our kids. Well, they mm. do. Um, so yeah, it would totally influenced me in a huge way. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I, I know you kind of got started, I think probably a little bit earlier with a family worship time with your oldest Eli than we did with Judah. Um, again, I think because you had a little bit more of a context for what that looked like in your home life. Um, and we've obviously talked a lot so far on the podcast about this family worship time, reading the Bible or reading a devotion, singing together and praying together. Um, but you've started a ministry these last, gosh, I think four to five years called Honey for the Heart Songs mm -hmm. that is more specifically for scripture memory. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, what, when do you guys do a family worship time uh, in your day-to-day -day life? And where does scripture memory 
find its place in that? Okay, well, we have, um, Patrick and I have had some bumps in the road with starting family worship. And I hope that's encouraging to some people to hear. Um, we, we have tried having family worship at dinner time, after dinner time. Those were both busts <laughs> for us, um, <laughs> total busts. But we did, um, we did finally realize that the easiest time for us to have family worship is during breakfast. It was kind of already naturally mm-hmm. happening with me. So Patrick just, you know, we just kind of added him to the train and he, he made a point in his schedule to come join us at breakfast because it was a time that was just naturally seeming to feel, feel right for reading the Bible and, and praying to start our day and singing together. So after a lot of bumps in the road and, and comedy upon comedy, I tell you, um, we, <laughs> we, um, we finally have figured out that that's the best time for us. And honestly, scripture memory, um, used to be a thing that we would do as part uh, in the morning over breakfast. But now that Patrick's with us doing family worship, Patrick is my husband for everybody. Sorry, I didn't introduce him before, but, um, now that he is joining us for family worship over breakfast, sometimes there's just not time to do the scripture memory box. So we will, we will scooch it over in later in the day during, you know, our snack time, um, or our lunch time, or if it, if it doesn't happen in the morning, for some reason, I still remember to put it, I try to remember to put it on the dinner table so that we can at least, you know, go over our scriptures at dinner time. But that's, that's something I'm still trying to figure out is what spot in the day it's going to have now that family worship takes priority. Yeah, absolutely. I think we, we deal with the same thing. We don't really do our scripture memory time during the time that we've set aside for family worship. Family worship yeah. is kind of an by the time we get to prayer, later. we've like lost them. We've got to come back later right. in the day. Yes. Their attention spans are short. And, you know, like you said, if you get long winded, you lose them. So it's, I think that, I think that that's something that all of us as parents of young kids are doing is figuring out where the things that we love and want to prioritize can fit in our day. And sometimes it just takes time and trial and error. So we have to have a lot of grace with ourselves and just stay committed to it and keep trying different times Mm -hmm. in the day. And flowing with the different seasons that we have. I mean, right now we have a a toddler. You've got Mm -hmm. two toddlers and a baby, but just finding in each season of parenting and as a family, what time of day is going to work well when everybody's not maxed out or you have their attention or, I mean, what you just said, where are we gathering already? What's already Mm -hmm. happening that we can capitalize on and just Mm -hmm. have dad come join us. uh, Not trying to add on one more thing to our day. Right. Um, And it's encouraging to hear that scripture memory for y'all too. Can It's a short thing. So it can be stuck kind of in just another opportune spot of the day that works when you guys get a break or right for the homeschool day or before rest Mm -hmm. time. Um, would you tell everybody a little bit about honey for the heart songs and what got that started and what it is? Yes. Um, so when I, when Eli, my oldest boy, who's now seven, when he was three, I will never forget that he was really afraid of storms. And, um, anytime there was thunder and lightning, he would, he would just stand at the window and just have this terrified look on his face. Um, there was a, there was a proverb that I had learned through song, of course, when I was a kid, Proverbs eighteen ten. the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. And I just 
taught it to him. I, I actually didn't even teach him the song. I just taught him the scripture later and later in the years we've gone back and taught him the melody, but I just taught him Proverbs 18, 10 and made sure to, you know, consistently bring it up every time he was afraid. And that, um, that kind of began just this vision for that sparked the vision for, um, a childhood that I wanted for him just packed full of scripture. And I wanted his, his mind and his memory and his heart to just be, I wanted to put as much scripture as I possibly could put in there. I believe that children are, have amazing memories and um, that especially when they're little, this, this stage of learning in an educational sense is just the time when their memory is like a sponge. And y'all have probably already talked about that on the podcast, but um, so it, it just, we haven't said that specifically. Would you share the tidbit about um, the stage? Yeah. So in an educational sense, this is the ideal time to put anything into a child's mind that this time being what, what we call the grammar stage in classical education. And it's the stage of learning a young elementary student age where they are just, their mind is like a sponge and it is the easiest it'll ever be to retain information. So even before kids are able to assimilate and process information and make connections about the information, they're able to just memorize a ton. So I want to capitalize on that, that, you know, developmental stage in their minds and just pack it full of scripture, even if they can't make sense of the scripture yet in the same way that in the same way that I probably didn't know what Proverbs 18.10 would mean to me when I was a little girl and I learned it to mm-hmm. a little tune. I did not even, that scripture probably didn't feel like a treasure to me until I was much older, maybe in high school or college, and I was afraid or I was lonely or I was hurting. And I remembered the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. And all of a sudden, something that had been put into my mind in the grammar stage of learning when I was able to memorize a lot, just, I realized I could dig down deep, find a treasure. So that's, that, um, that vision came about when he was three. And, um, I just remember the, the name honey for the heart came to me from a Psalm. Um, you know, you're how sweet, something about (laughs) y'all are going to have to reference it in the show notes because I actually, I didn't write it down. Yeah. Sweeter than honey. Yes. Yeah. That's great. I, I just wanted to say, I love everything you just said. And I wanted to say why I love it because I think for me and like who I am and my personality type, and and I kind of wonder if a lot of people are like this, um, when it comes to like scripture memory, um, really memory of anything, I never excelled personally as a human being Uh with just like just memorizing facts necessarily um right and even as a parent for me it's not super motivating to to just think of things as memorizing facts or memorizing scripture and like I grew up for example in Awana and like we the whole goal was that you memorize all these scripture songs for like treats and um I don't think that that's bad necessarily but what I loved about what you said is I think there's this combination of knowing that now is the time to like really cram in like a lot of these scriptures so that they can have them in their head but I also love how you 
really did it like the real goal is to kind of begin to help um your son Eli and really all of our kids to see the world through the filter of God's mm-hmm. word um mm-hmm. and begin to interpret like life through mm-hmm. the understanding of scripture and yeah. and that's kind of what you were doing with Eli with the whole um storm like when you see a storm you know now we can filter this through what God's word says respond with God's word. yeah and um this is yeah. where like we're both learning facts but we're also really connecting it to our life and and how we see our life and um I just really yes. love that I do too. okay I, I mentioned in an earlier episode um just with songs or being in the word together I I love how our time of our structured time of learning something in the word or getting in the word, the where it gets really sweet is then when it comes out later, when yes. in a moment of discipline or, you know, we're learning be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another in Ephesians four thirty-two. I have a, an opportunity for that memory work that we've done together as a family to come out in everyday life. And um, right. I pulled up your website and you have a quote on at the top of your Honey for the Heart website that I love. You say uh, that your songs are a discipleship tool to help you flavor your family life with the sweetness of God's word. And I, mm-hmm. I love that because we've talked before about how learning God's word is, is developing a, a culture and a vocabulary, um, in your home for the things of God. And that's just exactly what these songs and your songs have already done for our family. Oh, praise God. Well, I wanted to say, I wanted to say, Jonathan, I'm, I'm with you when it comes to memorizing facts. Like I, when I was a kid, I just, I thought, why, why am I memorizing all these dates and places and names? And I, I totally resonate with that. I think that um, that's why, as y'all believe, and I believe, it, the Word of God is so different because it's living and active. Like Hebrews 4 says, it pierces to the division of soul and spirit. It, Hebrews says it discerns the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. So um, with memorizing scripture, we're putting something that has like this extra superhuman, just totally special, different power, unlike mm-hmm. all the dates and names and places that I, I didn't ever really want care to memorize when I was a child. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was just going to add one thing. Um, when at, we were just talking about, you know, kind of memorizing before the kids even realize how much value there is in it. Um, I wanted to share just a a little analogy of something that we're learning. You know, we, when we started thinking about connecting Eli's regular chores to earning money, um, it was just going to be a few dollars each week that he was able to earn and, and just a couple dollars that he would put in savings each week. But when we did the math, we, we, it was staggering. We realized when we did the math, if we pay him every week, for his chores. And he sets aside this tiny, tiny little amount each week. By the time he is 16, he would have plenty of money to purchase a car. And we, we were all shocked when we realized that just a couple bucks here and there each week. And I think it, I think the investment of putting scripture into our kids' minds and hearts is really similar in that they have no idea what the value is yet. And that's okay. Um, we, we can see into the future and we can see that the word of God is going to be an anchor to reality and truth one day for them. And one day it'll be kind of like when they open up their bank and they, they realize that 
over all those years of investing and saving a little bit, they have enough money to buy a car in the same way. One day they're going to look back and feel that all the years of, of memorizing God's word were such a gift, you know, to mm-hmm. their future, to their future self. So I, I feel like it's, that's been a good um, kind of analogy or metaphor for Patrick and I to realize how important this actually is to just stock up all the scripture that we can into their mm-hmm. minds and hearts. Yeah, I love it. So good. Well, before we close, we've got one last question for you. If you could say to the families and moms and dads that are trying to figure this out, dealing with tantrums and meltdowns and just days that don't go right and trying to figure out how to do this whole scripture memory thing with all the things mm-hmm. that are out there. Mm-hmm. If there was one thing that you could share to encourage families in at least do this one thing, what would you say to them? Do you mean in terms of just scripture memory or, or family worship? Well, in terms of scripture memory, like there's so many different things that we feel like we need to add on, whether that's crafts or doing motions or having the perfect song. If you were going to just try to stick with one thing that works really well, what is it Mm. that's encouraged you on days when you want to do all the things, but can just do the next right thing? Mm. Um, I would say just, just see I would say just do it. <laughs> just do it anyway. See scripture memory uh, as kind of like you see vitamins, just necessary nutrients for their life. Don't don't belabor the process. Don't think that you have to be long-winded and exposit a whole passage of scripture. Um, you know, children are their attention spans are short and they they want to, you know, they want to get off to play and I would just say, um, when I grab my scripture memory box, I know that I know that I like a little timer is going off in my mind. Like, okay, I just have a few minutes. I need to stay positive and upbeat. I just say something short, like, okay, guys, let's practice our scriptures. Remember, God's word is true and powerful. So let's hide it in our hearts now. Let's see what day are we on. And then I, I just go to whatever day we're on, and we just start. Um, I'm sure you'll put in your show notes about our, the scripture memory system that you, you Martins and we Lockwoods both love and use. So I don't need to talk about that, but I just grab it off the shelf and say something like that. And we just get started. And my, if my attitude is positive and upbeat, um, it really helps everybody. And we just, we just do it. And we, we, you know, we fight for it. I fight, I fight for it and keep Mm -hmm. trying to do it throughout the day. If it gets pushed later, that's fine. But I would just encourage encourage parents to see it um, like a necessary nutrient. I love Love thinking about it as vitamins. That's really helpful. Um, As people are leaving today and just wanting to find Honey for the Heart songs, where can they find you online? Where are you on the social media and where can we listen to the music? Because I want them to hear your songs. They have blessed our family so much. And friends, if you're listening today, you definitely want these songs for your home. Thank you so much, friend. Well, the songs are volume one and two is on Spotify or um, iTunes or Apple Music. Um, But then I do try to post regularly on Instagram, Honey for the Heart songs and Facebook page, Honey for the Heart. And we have a website, honeyfortheheartsongs.com. But um, yeah, we, I would love to interact with anybody and, um, and share our songs. 
Yeah, Molly uh, posts different scriptures on her Insta stories a few different times a week, and they're just always mounting. So you can just check those out, stick them in your scripture box, grab both of the volumes of her Honey for the Heart albums, and go ahead and fill up your own scripture box. We're going to put a link uh, in the show notes for a really great scripture memory box system that you can just print out and set up in your own home so you can start cycling through your own scriptures. And I just filled up our box with the Honey for the Heart songs to get (laughs) us started. Um, And then added from there, um, you can also go to, like Molly said, honeyfortheheartsongs.com. And if you uh go there you'll see a little box pop up and you can actually get two albums of molly and patrick sent to you for free which we would definitely recommend because they have an amazing ministry together as a couple um, just writing word saturated songs uh, for adults and believers in general so please make sure you find your way over there uh, to their website and we'll put all of the links in the show notes mal thank you so much for joining us today Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful to chat with you guys. I love you both. We love you too. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with our friend Molly Lockwood. Make sure to go and check out all of her things, um, her Instagram or Facebook, um, especially because that's where she lives online most of the time and is posting all kinds of great stuff for your family and your kids. And uh, also just make sure to definitely go check out the music Mm -hmm. that she has available for you all because I think you'll be blessed and encouraged and you'll have just a few more scriptures in your brain, um, which is always a good thing. So Always a good thing. And we'll put everything for you in the show notes. And you can find the show notes by going to our website, jonathanandemilymartin.com. And this is episode 15. So it's jonathanandemilymartin.com slash episode 15. Not too challenging. And it'll (laughs) all be there for you. Um, All the resources and things that you could need um, that go along with this episode are there. But thank you again for joining us for another episode of the As You Go podcast. If you have any other guests or people that you would like to see us have on this episode, send us a message and let us know over on Facebook, Instagram, email, any of the places. And uh, until then, we will see you next week. Mm